You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to a Week 9 lineup review edition of the Ride In DFS and Betting Podcast. Fair warning, it is a traditional edition. Windshield wipers, horns, engines, sirens, everything is fair game. No wipers. I shouldn't have said wipers. It is a 70-degree day. In Pennsylvania, one weekend in November, can't beat it. Still golfing a couple times a week, can't beat it. Cannot beat it. Okay, so the lineup. I feel like I am Nostradamus this week, not because I knew who was going to go off, but because I knew that the most popular lineup on DraftKings was going to be super duped. Mentioned on the live stream that I was looking at a lineup with the core four plus Foster Moreau that I thought a lot of people were going to play. Um, I, you know, I'm on four for four. I'm on fantasy points. Just playing around. It was like, I mean, when you clicked the buttons that you wanted to click, right? ETN, Ramondre Stevenson, Godwin, Palmer, uh, Austin Eckler, Justin Fields. Like, it just fell into place. And I knew that a large percentage of people were going to be on this exact lineup. And... I talked about it, right? On the, I talked about it about how, you know, is it time to get a tad different in cash games if you know everybody's exact lineup, or at least a, a good chunk of the exact lineups. I did try to get a little cute and do that in 50-50s, in double-ups. So I played the Super Dupe lineup in head-to-heads, right? And the reasoning behind that is because you can't really get raked in head-to-heads more so than what they take off the top already, right? So if you open up a head-to-head and you have the exact same team, you just get refunded that money. So you really can't lose, right? Like you can't, if they didn't do that, then it would be absolutely awful, right? You would just lose the rake on all of those head-to-heads and that would be the end of it. But they, you know, they're nice enough. And it's only, it makes sense, you know, it's only fair that they refund any money where you are tied or have the exact same lineup. I shouldn't say tied, where you have the exact same lineup as another player. I did not enter that lineup into 50-50s and double-ups. I tried to find a one-off that I thought was a better play and I thought I found it it ended up not coming to fruition and I ended up scoring a few points less than the super dupe lineup in most cases and I'll explain that in a second the other thing is the cash line this week was absolutely outrageous 
in terms of variance. So normally you see a couple, and I've done studies on this, normally you see a couple points, the cash lines being a couple points higher, the, the higher you go in denominations, right? doesn't always happen, but it's, you know, fairly consistent that, you know, as you go up in stakes, the cash line gets a tad higher, the competition gets a tad sharper. The cash line was at 4 p.m. There was a 22 DraftKings point difference in some of the the double ups that I was in that I was looking at. Because I was looking to late swap. I didn't know. I wasn't behind but I just want to, I always look just to see if I should do it. And the crazy thing is, you know, I was like well into the money, like halfway up the green bar in some double ups. They were norm, they were usually the five or $10 ones. And then I was, you know, just hanging on in some, and I was actually a little below the cash line in some. So what I did was I made a swap when I, where I was below the cash line, I swapped, um, because I kind of knew that everybody had that super dupe lineup. And I knew that I was behind, right? Because my, my one-off I'll get, I'll, I'll just tell it to you right now. I didn't play Foster Moreau and double ups. I played Tyler Conklin. I knew that I was two or three points behind because, you know, um, Conklin got two, Moreau got five, or whatever. Um, so I knew I was behind that massive train of lineups. So I knew if I wasn't already in the cash, I had to swap because I really wasn't going to go anywhere. There was only two games at four o'clock. You know, most of everything was set in stone. Everything was pretty much settled outside of Godwin and another player or two. So... I'll break down my lineup for you. The massively duped lineup that I played in head-to-heads won 70% of head-to-heads. It was Justin Fields, Austin Eckler, Ramondre Stevenson, Travis Etienne, Chris Godwin, Amonra St. Brown, Josh Palmer, Foster Moreau, Panthers defense. Like, half the site played that lineup in cash. It won 70% of head-to-heads. It did tie with a large number of people, though. So that's not included in the win percentage, obviously. Uh, So in double-ups, what I did was, if I was into the cash, if I was already lit up green, I stayed with Chris Godwin. So this my double-up lineup was that exact same lineup, except I I played Tyler Conklin. I thought the Jets were going to be down bad. And I thought they were going to be throwing, trying to come back on the Bills. And I didn't think Foster Moreau was the absolute smash that everybody thought he was. Right, yes, he saw nine targets last week. But, I mean, Tyler Conklin saw ten targets last week. Six the week before, I thought his role was a little bit more set in stone. Flat out wrong. So, what I did was, in terms of... Swapping if I was not in the cash yet, which was more so some of the higher dollar stuff, um, I moved down. The only swap that I really could make from Godwin was Tyler Lockett. He was $100 cheaper, and he was the only guy within 1,000 points on the late slate. 
So if I wasn't in the cash yet, I swapped the locket. What ended up happening was a lot of the ones where I stayed with Godwin, I still cashed. Some of them I, I actually fell out of the money because I was a, I was a two or three points behind that super duped lineup. And if that lineup ended up being right on the cash line, I was below it. Lockett ended up doing a few a few points better than Godwin. So in those lineups, I hit the cash. Um, double ups ended up being a, a bubble week, right? I cashed in some, I didn't cash in others. I'm going to call this week a win because I won. I, it was a head-to-head victory and I won um, more than half of my double ups. So, I, you know, you can go either way. It's just for my own, you know, the record doesn't really mean anything. It's just for my own ego, I guess you could say. So we're going to move to 7-2. and two. You could call it 6-2-1 and one if you want. I'm calling it 7-2. and two. Um, But I want to talk a little bit more about the idea of getting different in cash games when you know there's going to be a super dupe lineup. I wouldn't do it if I thought I was making an inferior play. I truly thought Conklin was going to be a better play than Foster Moreau. Um, I looked at... So what I did was when I when I knew that this lineup was going to be super chalky, like super, super chalky, probably the most chalky lineup of all time, I went through and tried to find similar priced players who were rated higher on sites that weren't going to be as chalky. The guy that I found was Tyler Conklin. He was seen as a better point per dollar value. And he was the same price as Foster Moreau. So he just had more projected fantasy points on 4 for 4 on ESPN on Fantasy Pros, where it's basically a complete aggregation of all the rankings and projections. So most of the places I looked at had Conklin, you know, a few, even if it was a a few percentage points or excuse me, a few decimal points better than Moreau, he was rated higher than him across the board. So I thought this is a better play. It gives me a ton of leverage. If I, even if I get, even if I finish one-tenth of a point better than the super duped lineup, it puts me at a huge advantage to cash, right? And I still could swap if something goes wrong. So that's why I did it. Whether it was sharp or not, I don't know. If I didn't, if I just played that lineup in double ups, I think I would have been better off, but I never would have swapped to lock it. So I wouldn't have won those double ups. Most people kind of bubbled cash with that lineup as well. So I feel like it really, it was kind of a push in terms of, was it sharp? Was it not? Should I have done it? Should I have not? But it was a so-so week. Um, Tournaments sucked again. Um, Didn't have, I had one Joe, Joe Mixon lineup, but it was a, a buck stack. I had Brady and I had Godwin and I had, I don't know, 
but my luck continues to not, you know, I'm just not putting together that lineup uh, where I have all the pieces smash. Whatever. It'll come. Um, hopefully it'll come. That's it. That's all I have today. Uh, lesson learned. I don't know if there was one. I don't know if there was one this week. I wish that there was more clear results and I wish that, you know, playing one off of the optimal lineup or the quote unquote chalk lineup, uh, I wish there was more clear results, but we, you know, we both kind of, both kind of bubbled the cash line. All right, that'll do it. I'll be back in week 10. Good luck in your week nine showdown lineups tonight on Monday Night Football if you listen to this before then. Talk to you in week 10. See ya.